Are you looking for inspiration on a daily basis? Well, check out Deal to Heal Teas. With our inspirational teas, you're sure to find something that will inspire you. Just go to dealtoheelteas.myshopify.com. That's Deal to Heal Teas. Get some inspiration in your situation. Wear inspirational tea and be inspired all day. That's Deal to Heal Teas at dealtoheelteas.myshopify.com. Hey guys, this is Ernest James, host of the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. And I got a question to ask you. Could you buy me a cheeseburger? Better yet, could you buy me a value meal? Yes? Well, guess what? I don't need a value meal. However, for the cost of a value meal, you can support this podcast to keep us on the air. Just go to Patreon slash Deal to Heal podcast and choose any one of the three tiers that's available. And if you just want to make a one-time donation, go to Cash App. And make a donation to dollar sign E James, the number 418. Make a one time donation to the Cash App, or again, go to Patreon to support this podcast and keep us on the air. Thanks in advance. Be blessed. Welcome to Heal to Heal with E. James Podcast. On this podcast, my guest and I will discuss topics and ways to help us to heal in every area of our lives. I believe that everyone can live a life that is happy, healthy, and whole. So I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I'm your host, Ernest James, and I believe that everyone can and should live a life that is whole, healed, and healthy. And therefore, I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill, to deal with your problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. Thank you guys once again for tuning in to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. If you haven't already, please listen, like, subscribe, and share to the podcast on all of our social media uh, platforms. Definitely want you guys to uh, follow us on our YouTube page. Um, if you want to get those up, make sure so you don't miss any of the episodes, uh, the full link episodes. Um, also follow us on Facebook because in our Facebook page, we're able to um, communicate with you guys on a daily basis, uh, therefore letting you know about other things that we have on besides the podcast. Uh, we do uh, workshops and live events and things like that, so you'll be able to get that information uh, in real time. Also, follow us on uh, Spotify, on our podcast on Spotify. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely appreciate that. Also, guys, uh, I'm going to tell you how you can win $100 from the podcast. It uh, doesn't cost you anything, um, but you can win some money. Um, but you got to stay until the end of the podcast to get that information. So you're going to listen anyway. Just stay to the end, and that way I'll let you know you can win, you know, win yourself some money. So uh, we're going to jump right in it today. Just like any other day, we are blessed with a guest. Dr. Toy, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful, Ernest. How are you? 
<laughs> I am well. I am well. First of all, let me say thank you for being here on the podcast and uh, sharing your time with us because you could have been doing anything else, but you're here with us and we definitely appreciate it. Uh, first of all, did I, I pronounce your name right? Right, Dr. Toy? Okay. Yes, all right. Make sure, make sure I don't be want to call you the wrong name. <laughs> that's correct. Good, good, good. So we're going to jump right in. So uh, Dr. Toy, uh, introduce yourself to my listeners and let us know exactly what it is that you do. Well, my name is Dr. Toy Dennis. I go by Dr. Toy to the community and to the world. Um, I am an author and entrepreneur. Um, I am an educator and I am a therapist. So I do a variety of different, a variety of different things. I wear a lot of different hats. Um, and my main purpose in life that I feel is helping people and working with people, especially people in my community. Um, so that's something that I've been doing for um, several years now. So outside of um, teaching college students, I like to work with other individuals in my community to help them, help them grow, help them heal, help them get through whatever it is that they may be going through. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, you know, that's that's my platform and that's where, you know, that's my lane, helping people. Uh, I love to help people however I can. And so that is the reason why I started this whole thing was to be able to connect with like-minded people who had a heart to help people and maybe have some expertise in some areas that I don't have, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so, Dr. Toy, um, I know that you're on your on this journey now and you're in this position now where you know you're helping in the community and you're you're an author uh, as well as other things uh, that you just named but um my question is who were you before and what led you to go down this road because i believe that you know god we all have a heart those of us who god give a heart to reach out to people to help people there's some part in our journey where we needed help you know, or some part in our journey where we just was helped, whether we asked for it or not, somebody came along and poured into us uh, and it made such an impact that we decided, you know what, I'm going to use my life to also help others. And so who were you prior and what was the situation that changed you to the fact that it was like, you know what, I think I'm going to help people. Wow, that's a that's a great question. Nobody's ever asked me that before. That's a great question. So um before all the amazing things that I'm that I'm doing now, I'm a young lady who comes from a single parent home. I am the oldest of four children and the only girl. And we experienced some life challenges growing up. So it was people like myself, yourself, and other people in the community that helped my family. So I always said when I grew up and made something of myself, I wanted to give back. I wanted to pay it forward. So we experienced um, homelessness. That was part of um, something I experienced growing up. So that in itself has always been something that has been intriguing to me because I have always wanted to know and wanted to know, even when I was working on my doctorate before then, did other children or other um, individuals experience the thing that me and my siblings experienced? Um, I know that there were some things that I hadn't healed from, that I hadn't dealt with, that I escaped from where I was from, if I can use the word escape, or removed myself from where I was from and went to college, but used my education as a coping mechanism, but didn't really deal with what I was going through and what I experienced. So you got all this education, you got all these different things, but I still wasn't healed. So it showed in some of the decisions that I made um, as I was, you know, turning into a young lady and then, you know, as I was getting older. So 
helping people and connecting with people who could help me, who could pour into me, um, was really important for me. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I resonate with that because um, as the oldest boy uh, of, in my family, uh, it's nine of us as far as children, um, we went through some some situations also. Um, and and I, when you said that, I just about you know going through homelessness. I had to think about it because first thing that came to my mind was homelessness as far as being outdoors, mm-hmm. um, which we didn't actually go through. But we did go through homelessness as far as not having our own home. Mm-hmm. And so I remember um, even at one time, my whole family, my mom, my dad, all nine of us <laughs> sleeping in one bedroom wow. in my grandmother's house mm-hmm. uh, for a while. Um, I remember sleeping on uh, the floors at the church mm-hmm. for a time a time period, and also um, one of the church members' homes, who we were, you know, uh, befriended, and sleeping on their floors. My my whole family on their floors for a time period before we were blessed to really, you know, my dad and my mom able to, you know, get things back in order. Um, and purchase our own home and, and, you know, make things more stable. But I definitely remember going through that uh, same uh, situations and those situations because it's situations like that, that frame us, you know, that frame us and and change our lives and give us a different perspective on, you know, just life in general. And so uh, not only does it give us a different perspective, it also gives us purpose in which where you found and that's how you went forward and to do into the amazing things that you're doing right now. <laughs> and so speaking of which, one of those amazing things is how I came across you uh, in the first place, which was on Instagram, when I seen your book, uh, Position for Purpose. Yes. And I seen the book and I was like, oh, I like that. And so I kind of looked into your uh, looked into your, your uh, bio and your you know page and everything, and I reached out to you so that you can be on the show because oh, yeah. hey, that's, <laughs> that's kind of how it goes. Just that simple, you know. When you're doing great things, we find you, right? So, <laughs> and so I, I, I want to talk a little bit about because I know we with one of the quotes that God gave me. Uh, in the midst of my uh, journey myself, right, mm-hmm. was pain births purpose. Yes. Purpose births progress. Mm-hmm. And progress is the evidence that God is at work, mm-hmm. right? And so starting at the beginning of that with the pain, you know, a lot of times we go through some things and we don't realize that although it's painful, sometimes it's necessary. You know, it's necessary for where God is sending us to, you know, Um, and I always give the analogy about, you know, if you couldn't feel pain and someone physically stabbed you in your back and you couldn't feel it, then you would just bleed to death Mm -hmm. because you wouldn't know that you were bleeding, you know, but it's that pain that lets you know, okay, something is wrong and something that needs, you know, something needs to be addressed. Um, And so, even with that pain, before we can get to the point where that pain starts to turn into purpose, we have to go through a healing process, Mm -hmm. right? And so I I like to refer to it as healing before helping, you Mm -hmm. know? And so just in in, in your perspective, 
because um, I know I want to talk a little bit about the book, and I don't know if you addressed this in the book, but just that journey of going from the person that's hurting into the per- the person that's helping, you know, what would you kind of describe, or even if you want to give your own uh, version of it or your own testimony of it, but just in the teaching of it, because there's no way we can talk about purpose without talking about the pain. Right. Because they're they're connected. Mm-hmm. So I'll let you guys. I think it's really about perspective. We all perceive things differently and it's how we what our perspective is on our situations. So um if you are not mature enough, I guess, to understand that the things that you have went through has gotten you to where you're at today. So it took me a while personally to understand that everything that I've experienced all the way up until now was for purpose, for purpose. I might not have understood it while I was going through it, but now Mm -hmm. I see why God had me, you know, in certain positions to get to where I'm at today. So everything is kind of like a lesson. So for me personally, I try to learn from every experience that I have, whether it's, you know, been super bad, um, whether I might have experienced a type of depression, anything, what, what am I getting out of this? What is it, God, that you were trying to teach me while I was going through that experience? That didn't set in in the beginning right away, but it took me to go through several different things to say, mm-hmm. you know, hey, your testimony, what you went through, what you experienced can help. You can help somebody else by sharing, you know, your story. And a lot of times we're quiet about the things that we go through because experiencing homelessness, that's what I was taught. You don't tell nobody what you're going through. If you saw me, you would know that I was sleeping somewhere else or you wouldn't know that we didn't have anywhere to go or that the bus, I would get off the city bus and then have to walk somewhere, maybe to a shelter or somewhere. You wouldn't know those things because I was taught that you keep things in the house. It, it was a secret. So when I started to reveal things, I started to talk about things, you know, um, it was it was like a lot of weight lifted off my shoulders because people see titles, people see all these mm-hmm. accolades, but people don't know the story of how you got to where you're at. So I think it's good to, you know, embrace you know, embrace the pain, whatever that pain may look like, you know, embrace that so that you can know that where you're at now, where you're getting to, even if you are still healing, that there's a purpose for everything that God has walked you through. And then what is your relationship? What is the relationship with God? I didn't grow up in the church. So now I see now, now that I'm older, that it was God's hand on my life that kept me and my brothers out of DCFS. We weren't in foster mm-hmm. homes, you know, when we were going through the things that we were going through. I, mean, I see that now, but I didn't see that then. We could have been, you know, somewhere living another life or in the system, but, you know, he kept his hand on our lives. Yeah, and and I, and I agree with what you said, you know, our perspective on the, the things that we're going through, you know, even the the scripture says, you know, all things work for the good of those yeah. that, that serve the Lord, you know? And so when we think about the things that we go through, a lot of times we, we do face a lot of pain. We do mm-hmm. face some some challenges, um, but it's those challenges, again, like you said, in the midst of it, we might not notice, you know, mm-hmm. in the midst of it, we might not even appreciate it, right? So mm-hmm. one of the things um, that I have to talk about, you know, with my family, mm-hmm. my siblings, was there was, uh, before we got our, own home that my mom purchased herself uh, with my dad. Uh, we stayed in a home um, that my grandmother had bought that was on a plot of land that she bought. Um, so we we stayed there. Now this house was old. It was raggedy. It had <laughs> holes in, you know, like you could hear the, the raccoons and stuff in the ceiling. I tomorrow all of that, you know. And of course, going through that with the years that we stayed there, we hated it. 
Mm-hmm. But now as adults, we ha- we're having to have these conversations. And, you know, like I said, it's, it's nine of us uh, with my siblings and all of us talk about that experience now. Mm-hmm. And but like we wouldn't change it for the world. You know, we wouldn't change it because of the things that we went through. We wouldn't change it for the resilience that it, it built up in us. And we wouldn't change it also for because of the bond that it helped us to, to develop as, you know, our siblings, because there was no one else there. Right. You know, we didn't have neighbors because it was on this big plot of land. It was only one house, you know, so right. we didn't have neighbors. So it was just the nine of us, you right. know, every day. And so it, we were able to build a bond that we still have today. And so it's, it's those things that in the midst of it, we don't appreciate it, mm-hmm. you know, um, but it's later on after we see the effects of it, after we see the blessings of it, mm-hmm. after we see the things that transpire as a result of going through these hardships mm-hmm. that we can look back on and say, you know what? I want to change that for the real, yeah. you know? And I, I remember the humble beginnings, right? You know, it mm-hmm. keeps you humble. It keeps you humble when you think about, you know, look at where I come from, you know, looking where, and look where I'm at now. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And mm-hmm. I remember, uh, this is a side note. So <laughs> on when my grandmother and bought the land, it was different structures. They had some other stuff on the land. So they decided, okay, we're going to clean everything out. Right now, this was after we, uh, my mom and dad had purchased, you know, their own house. So we had, as we you know, we had our own space. We moved. So I remember they were tearing the house down, and they didn't tell us, and we didn't find out till like half of the house was already tore down, you know. And so we called my mom, and we like, mom, why you didn't tell us they was tearing the house down? And she's like, what? She's like, you didn't. We like, you didn't tell us that they were tearing our house down. And she was like. I thought y'all hated that house, you know, because of, you know, all the hardships, the things that we had there. We was like, we did hate it when we were there, you know, we said, but we, we were there. Like that was our life. That was where we lived. And I think we were there almost shoot, six or seven years, if not more. It was some a time period that we were there. Of course, it didn't stay as, as regularly as it was. We worked on it and fixed it up, you know, it was a little better over time. But, you know, but we was just like, that's, that was our house, though, you know, and the emotional ties that we had to it. I remember going out there right when it was tearing down the last time, and I'm like, ah, you know, <laughs> I didn't even get to take pictures, you know. But, yeah, so, <laughs> but it's those, it's those things that we, we lived through and those experiences that we are, were able to appreciate later, and then we're also able to see how they uh, connect us to our purpose in the future. You know, and so when we talk about our purpose, there's a process that we have to go through in order to even get there, you know, to get to, you know, finding what our what our purpose is. And I think that, you know, with me, you know, especially with the with the quote that God gave me was from my own experience, because it was the pain that allowed me to, you know, find the purpose around the pain. You know, like this pain I went through, what was it for? Mm-hmm. And then I was able to connect like, oh, that's what it's for, for me to connect with people who also have been through some things and, you know, be able to help those that are still going through some things. Mm-hmm. And so when, when we're talking about, you know, finding your purpose and even just purpose in general, you know, from your perspective, you know, even and I, I definitely want to get more into the book and what the book is about. Um but what would you, how would you even describe 
you know, that journey or, or, you know, just finding that missing piece that says, okay, this is how that pain connects to what it is that you're supposed to be doing. You know, as human beings, we connect with people uh, for various reasons. So I believe that you meet anybody that you've met or that you connected with, talk to, interact with, even if it's just for a second, you've met that person for a reason. And when we meet people, we connect with them on sometimes on whatever level it may be. And it may be through a painful situation. It may be in a happy mm -hmm. situation. But um, we're good at tapping into what somebody else has going on. So somebody may say something. We may be able to relate to them like, oh, okay. You know, I may have experienced that too. Or what he or she said, you know, I can relate um, to that as well. So when it comes to dealing with pain and trying to get to your place of purpose, your place of peace, per se, it's accepting that you went through what you went through. I experienced this. I went through that. I went through that. And this is how I overcame it. Instead of using woe is me and this is what happened to me. So this is why I'm remaining the same way, especially as we get older. Sometimes we as people use certain things that happened in our past to kind of justify why we behave the way that we do as an, as an adult. What I was doing in my 20s is definitely not what I'm doing in my 40s, even though I experienced um, homelessness or, you know, rejection or abandonment, all those different things. I'm not using those things as an excuse of why I'm behaving the way that I'm behaving now. So we have to want to learn how to accept to be better. You know, and you have to do the work in order to be better. But what does that look like? That looks different for me. That looks different for you. That looks different from where a person is in their place of life. So accepting the fact that, okay, you went through that. You went through that pain. But how are you going to deal with it? What are you going to do to make yourself better as, you know, as you continue to grow as a man or as a woman? And and use that, especially if you have kids. Um, and I was just, it's so funny because I was talking to somebody earlier today. And she was sharing about what she had went through. Um, she was molested and she was raped and she's using what she went through to and put it off on her girls, on her on her young kids. When I said that you shouldn't do that, those are that's not the right thing to do. If anything, you want to teach them the do's and the don'ts of if somebody touches you, you know, rightfully so. But don't mm -hmm. put your pain off on somebody else because that's not fair to them. Let them grow up into young ladies and experience healthy things, you know, and have healthy habits. But when we as adults sometimes put things off on our children, on our spouses, on people who love us, they shouldn't have to carry that weight. And that's what we do. Sometimes we do it. Um, we don't mean to, but we do. So recognizing um, our toxicness, because that can be toxic sometimes, recognizing those things is really, really important. So acknowledging basically is what I'm saying as far as acknowledge your pain, acknowledge your pain and accept your pain and where you're going to go through through it to get to it so that you can feel better and heal within yourself. So you can know what your purpose is. That's the only way, or you'll stay stuck. And in this season, you can't be stuck. God don't want you to be stuck. You know, you got, we all have certain talents and things that sometimes we don't tap into them because we don't know how to tap into them, but we all have certain gifts. There's things that you can do that I probably can't do. There's things that other people around us that they can do that we may not be able to do, but that's how you make the connection. So if I'm doing something that, you can't do, you may be doing something I can't do, but we can connect and we can make a masterpiece. You see what I'm saying? So sometimes we don't think like that, mm -hmm. um, especially in our culture too. I think in the black culture and the African-American culture, it's got to get mine. I got to get mine. Degree, degree, degree. And instead of working together and empowering one another, uh, we don't do that like we should. I'm sorry. I yeah. kind of on talking about 
something else. You asked me one question. No, 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 no. That that's good though. Um, that's good though because I, I do want to mention that because I remember um even having this conversation with my own family, mm-hmm. you know, uh, with some some um things that I was building, you know, some things that I was working on as far as business wise, you know, um, and saying, hey guys, look, I know we all have these different visions as far as you know, you want to do this and you want to do that and you want to, you know, build this. I'm like, but we're all kind of on different spaces, you know, when I'm like, but if we all come together to support, you know, whoever's the farthest, you know, on that journey, hey, okay, you, you made 10 steps, let's jump behind you, push you forward a little bit more, where once we get you in position, then now you're able to help us even more. And as you know, the next one to come along and then we all build our different visions. And then, you know, and I just gotta admit, even in my own family, that's that's a hard concept mm-hmm. for everybody to to understand because everybody wants theirs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, I want mine, you know, yeah. But if, if we do it together, then it's, we, we can all have ours, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But if you just go at one, you know, each person doing their own thing, then a lot of times we do end up with a lot of individuals, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, instead of a community of people that's supporting one another and being able to help one another. So I definitely want to to uh, uh, to agree with you on that because even even I remember I was working at uh, Dr Pepper and I was working at Dr Pepper and there was a Hispanic guy there. Mm-hmm. He was working there. His brother was working there. His mom was working there. And his father had recently retired from there. Wow. And I remember having a conversation with him. And he was telling me that he was finishing off, paying off his house. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, that's cool. He was like, yeah. And then we're going to pay off my brother's house. And I said, what do you mean? He said, when we when they first got hired there, his dad and his mom got hired first. And then got him and his brother on uh, in. And their agreement was all four of them would work and pay off their parents' house. And then they would work and pay off the brother's house. And then they would work and pay off his house. Wow. And so they had paid the parents' house out and the father retired. And then they were in the midst of paying off his house. And then after his house was done, then they was going to start working on the brother's house, wow. you know, paying off the brother's house. But again, that's not always a, a conversation that we have in our families and in our communities. And even if we do have the, the conversation, it's not always accepted, unfortunately. Right. right. So, yeah, so that is, that is, I agree with you on that. And I'm glad that you brought it up because it needed to be said. <laughs> so we said it. <laughs> you, know but, how, you know how amazing we could be in, in the Black culture if we all had that type of mindset, if we all could work at one place and Agree to pay off one house. To pay off. Everybody can have a house. I mean, mm-hmm. but we don't think that way for whatever reason. I mean, it's you know I can't do it because I didn't go to school, or I'm only working here because I don't have this, um, enough money, or it's just you know, or just don't want to. Is is get everything now and live paycheck to paycheck and living above our means sometimes, and not really looking at the future on things of how you can you know, have leave a legacy and how you can build, you know, wealth and how you can still be successful by not having so many material things, but mm-hmm. having other assets and other things that, you know, kind of come along with life, you know, so that if we did that in the black culture, everybody would be good, but. We yeah, I, I think it's, it's, it's just a, um, it's a matter of teaching, you know, mm-hmm. and a matter of knowing because a lot of times for most of us, um, most of the learning that we get comes from school. 
Yes. You know, and once we come home, sometimes our, our parents is working, you know, both parents is working, or if you're from a single parent home, the single parent is working. And so you're getting all your information from school and school is going to teach you school stuff. Mm-hmm. They're not really teaching you life stuff. I remember when I was in high school, we had a class called, um, uh, what's it called? Home economics. Mm-hmm. And then that, in that class, they taught us how to uh, write checks. They taught us how to balance checkbooks, yep. you know, all the real things in life okay. that, you know, that you're going to need as an adult. Mm-hmm. They stopped doing that. You know, they stopped uh, having those classes. And so now, you know, all you're getting is their general classes that really don't teach you nothing. But then they tell you, okay, what do you want to do for a living? And you should go to school. And so they get you in that hamster wheel of, yeah, let me go to school and further my education, which is only furthering the doctrination into the system right. of being a worker and never getting past that mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's it's a it's a learning, it's a process that we as a community have to to learn it. And those of us who are able to understand it and kind of rise above it have to be willing to go back and kind of have those conversations with those who may still be in that mindset. Um, I definitely am one who believes that wholeheartedly. And so I do try to go back and, you know, talk to different ones. I, I actually was having a conversation with a young man today. Um, he's part of his 20s. Uh, mm-hmm. And he was talking to me about a home. He was fixing it up. And, you know, and so I've started talking to him about some real estate things and then, you know, and how to set some things up, you know, and uh, yeah, just having those conversations and passing that knowledge on to the next generation because they don't know because right. a lot of times we didn't know, right. you know, and so we were trying to have those same conversations with, you know, my family members and like, look, you know, we can do this together, you know, let's all come together and do it. Or even if we do do it separately, how can we, even with our own individual things, come together and produce something or do an event or whatever where we all benefit from it. Right. You know, we all come together. We all put our minds together. We all put our money together and we do this event where we all will prosper from it, mm-hmm. you know? And so, but that's a whole nother story. You know, <laughs> I, I, I def- whenever something comes up, I always make sure that I, I like to talk about it because mm-hmm. our listeners may be listening for one thing, but, who's to say that they didn't need to hear that also. Right. And so right. whatever avenue we go, I'll be like, all right, let's go there. You know, we'll come back. We'll get right. that out. But, you know, some things need to be said, and I think that uh, needed to be said. Um, but another one of the things that you were talking about um, when you're talking about us, um, you know, finding our purpose and our perspective on the things that we're going through, and you were talking about accepting, you know, whatever your situation is or was. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it kind of touched on three things that I, I talk about, um, even with healing mm-hmm. and not only just healing, but also going into the purpose too, is the three A's, which is accepting, uh, um, amending, and then accelerating, mm-hmm. right? And so we, first of all, have to accept whatever the situation is, whatever we've been dealt, whatever cards we've been dealt, whatever we find ourselves, whatever you know experiences we've had, Okay, let me accept it. Let me accept it that this thing happened to me, right? And so once I accept it and I acknowledge that I've been through this, then now how can I use this? Now we go into the amending. So 
when I look at it from the perspective of it just being a painful moment, then there's nothing I can do with it except hurt. Right. So once I amend it, you know, let me take this pain and see how can I tweak it a little bit, change a little bit, you know, look at it from a different angle where now I'm able to see how it's a blessing. So now I amend it. And once I amend it, then I'm able to accelerate, which means I'm able to go forward, I'm to move forward. And once I move forward, whatever that is, if it's just me personally moving forward, because now I've dealt with the pain and I can go forward, or it's just me uh, accelerating to the point that now I can help somebody else go through that same process to get to where they're trying to get to. And so right. I'm, I'm glad that you, you mentioned about the acceptance because that's the first step uh, in those three you know, values to be able to get us um, to that next step. Um, one of the last things I want to talk about, um, and you brought it up uh, a minute ago, when we are on this journey of, of healing and finding our purpose, there comes a time where we have to do the work, yes. right? We have to do the work. We have to stop looking at everybody else, stop listening to everybody else and look our face ourselves in the mirror and say, okay, what am I going to do about my situation? What am I going to do to change? How am I going to heal from this pain or this situation or just survive, you know, out of this thing that I'm, that I'm dealing with. And a lot of times we don't want to do that because we don't want to face what we've been through. A lot of times we've pressed down, we've pressed down things so so long and we've hidden it. You know, like you said, even in your situation like this, what happens inside the house, don't go outside the house, you know, but now you're going outside the house and you're like, okay, but I'm still have this monkey on my back. I got a house. I got a house, but I'm still feeling some kind of way, you know, because I'm carrying this, you know, this pain of me not having a house, you know, and so that whole uh, thing of, of going through that. So when we're doing the work or when we're talking about uh, doing the work, what would you say, you know, uh, that process or just your point of view of, you know, going from A to Z and dealing with it, being able to look at yourself in the mirror, you know, and as we said, acknowledge that this is where you are, but not only acknowledge where you are, but acknowledge where you're trying to get to. Right. So my work may look different from your work. It may look different from somebody else's work, depending on the situation or kind of where they're at um, in life. But I believe that self-love mm -hmm. is the first thing is that's really important. So when we don't love ourselves, we don't feel worthy of certain things in life or we don't feel like we should have the better things or we don't feel like um, we should be on a certain journey or a certain path even though we're on this certain journey and on a certain path but we do things to self-sabotage what god is trying to do in our lives because we don't feel worthy and we haven't done the work so if a person hasn't healed and so many good things and great things are coming before them um, things are happening they'll find themselves self-sabotaging because they haven't done the work so self-love is the first thing a person has to love themselves, you know, loving yourself, knowing that you are worthy, knowing that God loves you, getting yourself out of certain situations um, so that you can reflect on yourself. Sometimes you got to put things aside, um, step away from people, step away from everything outside of doing the normal, going to work and those different types of things. But meditating, um, journaling, of course, prayer, 
um, going to a therapist, talking to somebody, getting things out instead of always bottling things in, holding things in, and knowing that what you're sharing and what you're saying, don't be ashamed. And I, I know that's easier said than, than done because at one point I was ashamed. I didn't want to talk about um, certain things. But it was when I started my homeless shelter almost 10 years ago for women and children. When I'm out in the community and I'm talking to people and I'm working with other stakeholders in the community, they want to know why you do what you do. Why did you start working with women and children? I had to share some of the some of the shame. And then a lot of times being the only black person and a black woman, educated woman in the room with other, you know, successful white people in the community who are doing the same things that you're doing. You know, you have to, you know, hold your spot, you know, and show that you are strong. But on top of that, being transparent and, and transparency is important for me, especially when working with people, because when people are coming to you and they're coming to receive help, they want to know, you know, who you are, who they're talking to, if they're, you know, stealing their goods or, you know, what the, whatever it is they got going on. So for me, um, being transparent as well and not being ashamed of what you've experienced and what you've gone through, because there's other people who may have experienced the same thing that you've experienced. There's other people that have some of the same thoughts that you have and sharing those things and receiving the help from other people who have become an over overcomer to help you get to where you're at is really, really important. So you gotta, you have to self love is, is the first thing. That's the first step. You got to love yourself and know that you are worthy of what God has for you. And there's a life for your purpose. And in order to understand that you got to get to a certain place, put yourself in position to understand that, Everything that you've experienced, God is placing you for where you're going because you're destined for greatness. But you got to know that. You got to feel that. You got to believe that. And sometimes we don't because of the pain that we haven't been willing to let go. All right. All right. So I want to I want to jump in a, a, to talk about the book uh, okay. because that I, that sounds like a good transition. Get to go right <laughs> into start talking about the book. But before we talk about the book, I, I want to mention uh, something that you said because a, a couple of things that you said uh, struck with me because of the work that actually led me to, to doing the podcast. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know how long, you know, you may have been following me, but my journey uh, to even coming to doing podcasts started because of my work as an advocate for fatherless daughters. Mm -hmm. um, without telling my whole story all over again, because <laughs> I know the listeners are like, all right, here we go. But <laughs> without telling my whole story all over again, um, I was going through some, some uh, issues in my marriage and when we were kind of worked through them at the bottom of it, it was because of the differences in our upbringing, you know, uh, in the different ways that we looked at family, because I came from a two parent household and my wife at the time came from a single mother household. And so there are different uh, aspects of what that looks like uh, a man in the home, should I say, mm -hmm. you know, so not having the experience of having her father in the house um all the time when I came in as a husband there were different things that I was uh trying to implement in our household that she just wasn't used to you know and so uh even in the midst of that when I started looking back on my history and my dating history I realized that every woman I ever dated was a fatherless daughter and mm. so that started me on the journey of you know being an advocate for fatherless daughters because mm. For whatever reason, either I'm attracted to them or they're attracted to me, but we keep finding each other, mm -hmm. you know. And so, again, that pain, you know, turning into purpose. And so that's how I even got started on the, the podcast journey because I was asked to be on a podcast, did that, and was asked to be on several more. 
And one of the one of the hosts of one of the podcasts that I was on as a guest uh, in a conversation with him afterwards, you know, was like, you need to have your own podcast. And then here we go now. Anyway, I didn't even mean to tell the whole story and I told it anyway. But <laughs> the reason why I was getting into that, because when I was talking to uh, fatherless daughters, some of the key things that you hit you hit on was not necessarily not knowing your self-worth. You know, uh, that's one of the things that they deal with. And because they don't know uh, their self-worth, they allow themselves to be in to some situations they allow themselves to be in, uh, sometimes because it's familiar, you know, uh, sometimes because they just accept it. And trying to get them to understand, you know, what self-love is. And they're like, I do love myself. I said, no, you don't. Because there are some things that you wouldn't allow mm -hmm. yourself to do if you really knew the value of who you were, mm -hmm. you know? And a lot of times uh, that those experiences that they've been through because they don't know their worth, when they get into a better uh, situation, that's where the self-sabotage come in because it's like, I'm used to things being bad. Yes. Right? I'm used to things being bad. So when things is going good, it's almost like, oh, it's going too good. Too you know, good. Let, me, let me do something because get it back to bad. Right. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not necessarily a, a conscious thought, uh -huh. but it is a subconscious thought and works out in their actions because even if you're talking about relationships, okay, I'm in this good relationship, but because of my, you know, abandonment issues, daddy issues, whatever you want to call it. I'm afraid that he's going to leave, mm -hmm. you know, no matter how good it's going, there's going to be something that's going to make him leave. So subconsciously it's like, okay, either let me leave first mm -hmm. or let me do something so he can leave. Then mm -hmm. I can say, Oh, okay. Now just back to usual wow. because I'm used to that, <laughs> you know? And so those are those, some of those things that you, that you talked about, you know, and it just resonated with me because I've, I've seen it. I've had conversations of how that works out. You know, um, when you don't know your self-worth, we mm -hmm. don't do the self-love. When you don't look at yourself in the mirror and say, okay, I am not my circumstances. Mm -hmm. That my circumstances are what happened to me. They are my experiences, but they're not who I am. You right. know, and it's finding that, that self-worth that allows you to be able to move on from, you know, where you are to where you have to go or where the purpose is that God has for you. And speaking of purpose, so we're going to position ourselves for purpose. Right? <laughs> so um, I want you to talk to us a, a little bit about the book because I know we, ha we haven't even had the conversation about it, but it is the reason why we're here in the first place because I came across the post for the book. And so talk to us a little bit about the book and, and you know what you discuss in the book and, and what do you think or what was your purpose for what you wanted your readers to get out of it. Okay. Position for Purpose is a book that kind of piggybacks off of the book that I wrote in 2020 when the pandemic started, Doing the Work to Become a Better You. So um, each book I can relate to personally because as I'm writing and thinking, I'm thinking of what I want to share with other people of what I've learned um, through um, being real in my relationship with God, um, what I've learned through my experiences, what I've learned with working with other people. Um, and just connecting, trying to connect the dots of where we can do and how we can become better as human beings, as men um, and women. So doing the work was a, was a book that's a 30-day journal. 
where you do the work, whatever your work is, you can journal. And then after you've done the work, you need to understand that you have been positioned for purpose and you're being positioned for purpose. So I give keys to understanding your purpose in the book. Um, it's a book that helps get you into position so that you can understand your purposes so that you can prosper. And a lot of it's connected to um, scriptures and connected to looking at things through God's eyes and seeing what the Bible says um, in reference to who we are and what we're supposed to be doing. Um, and it's a book that also allows you to receive the healing that is necessary um, for yourself. So knowing again that everything that you have experienced, you are being positioned for purpose. So you may not be where you want to be, but you're going to get there. You know, you're on the right track. You know, one of my chapters in chapter eight is called you're closer than you think. Sometimes we want certain things in our lives and they're just not happening. It ain't happening. Guys, I forgot about me. Um, you know, I don't understand why this, I'm doing everything right, but he still ain't making no moves. But it's when we stop trying to do things on our own is when certain doors start to open. When we get closer than we think. And then once that door opens that we've been praying about, other doors start to open. It's kind of like an aha moment. Like, you know, if I choose to sit back and chill and let him do his thing in his time, then everything will work out for me. And it, for me, it took a lot of certain situations for me to understand that because I guess I, I would say that I have always been the type of person to get what I want. So if I say I want something, um, or I'm going to make it happen. Um, I'm going to, if it's something I put my mind to it, I'm going to do it. And it has always worked out that way. But a lot of things that I've done in that manner that I've gotten were things that God said, okay, I'll give it to you. Even though it's not what you're supposed to have, I'll give it to you. I'll let you do whatever, but you're going to learn something out of it. So it may not have lasted like I thought it was going to. Um, the end result may not have been good, but there's been a lesson from things that I've experienced. So, you know, so everything that we've gone through for this book, Position for Purpose, is you're being positioned in every experience that you've been through from childhood all the way up to where you're at now. And like I said, you're closer than you think. You think you may not be there, but God is getting you there through everything. It's about mindset. It's about perspective. And I like that you mentioned happy, healthy, and whole. Those are three great things to be to be happy, especially with everything that's going on with COVID and monkeypox and all this other stuff. You know, it's a lot of people who, you know, who are sick and a lot of people who haven't made it over these past couple of years because of COVID. So it's a blessing to be, you know, here to be alive and to, you know, we shouldn't take life for granted. And I think sometimes we do because we look at what we don't have. But when you look at um, what you do have and where you're at now, then you'll understand there's purpose in it. There's purpose in it. You survived COVID. Maybe years from now, um, you'll be talking to somebody and say, hey, when COVID was happening, when it was out there, when, you know, family members and stuff was dying, I survived it. You know, so everything that we've gone through is positioned us for, for purpose. So the book is looking at it through God's eyes and through scripture and understanding that certain things have happened in our lives to get us to where we're supposed to be. All right. All right. I like that. I like that. I, and I want to I want to touch on something real quick uh, before we get out of here. Um, I just had I had a conversation today, uh, but I've been having the last couple of days for whatever reason, uh, maybe just in my spirit um, about happiness. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to somebody today and I was telling them one of the reasons why a lot of people is having so many problems right now is because they're putting their happiness in the hands of somebody else. Yes. Wow. You know. And it's like you have to be in control of your own happiness. You have to be responsible 
for your own happiness. You know, and a lot of times in relationships, we kind of get lost, you know, in the other person. It's like, no, you have to be responsible for you. Make yourself happy. And then when this person comes into a relationship with, they should be an, an asset to yes. your happiness that already exists. Yes. You know what I mean? And if they're not, then you can get rid of them, and, but it still doesn't disturb your happiness. Right. But if you're depending on someone else to make you happy and whether they can do it or, or should I say, whether they can't do it or just won't do it, you know, now you're left feeling some type of way, feeling unhappy because someone else wasn't able to give that uh, to you when the responsibility of it and the truth of it is you can only give that to yourself. Right. You can only give yourself true happiness and then everybody else just adds to it or tries to take some of it away then you just cut them off and you're still right. good you know <laughs> so dr toy first of all let me say again thank you so much for being on uh thank you for being a, a guest i definitely look forward to uh getting your books uh both of them because I, I one of them i found out when, you know when i i was attracted to your um IG page, um, but now that I know there's two, I will be make sure <laughs> that I look for both of them, especially if they're in that order. Get one and then get the other one, and then I'll be okay. So I'm definitely looking uh, looking forward to to reading your books and getting your books. Um, again, I want to say thank you for being on because you could have been anywhere else, but you're here, and so I definitely appreciate it. Um, so I would like you to have the last word. Um, so if you can think of something to leave us with, a word of advice, um, I don't know, uh, word of inspiration, whatever comes to your mind, however you want to do it, you know, uh, definitely just leave us with something and then make sure also that you give us your social media handles and also whatever other products that you have, you know, share with us how we can find them and be able to purchase it and definitely support you. Um, so I'll give you a couple seconds to, to think about that. Uh, in the meantime, um, my listeners, I told you guys that I would tell you Again, how you can win some money from the podcast. And it's very simple. You can win $100 from the podcast by entering our super subscriber contest. So what does that mean to be a super subscriber? That means you must subscribe to our YouTube channel, to our Facebook page, and to our podcast on Spotify. After you have subscribed to all three of those, then you will text the word WIN, W-I-N, to the number 866-326-0730. Again, that's text the word WIN, W-I-N, to the number 866-326-0730, uh, and that will enter you into the Super Subscriber Contest where you can win $100. Um, this contest is random, so I can put a name at any time, and the contest is ongoing, so it never stops. So if you don't win you know, this week or next week or whenever, don't worry about it. As long as you're in, you're in, and you always will have a chance and an opportunity to win. So, again, for you guys, win $100 from the podcast. Enter our super subscriber contest. Okay? Cool. Again, Dr. Toy, back to you. <laughs> I'm going to have the last word. Uh, again, thank you for taking out the time to be on uh, the podcast and sharing your wisdom and your knowledge and your story with us. I really appreciate it. And I give you the last word. You can take us out. Thank you for having me. It was an honor to be on here um, with you tonight. I learned a lot from the things that you shared. I would say to those of you who are listening um, that in this season, in this season, it is important for you to be intentional, intentional in all areas of your life. 
that there is no lacking and there is no slacking on the things that God has for you. So to remain intentional um, in everything that you're doing, because there's a purpose for your life. And no matter where you're at, no matter what you've experienced, you're not your past. God has purpose for your life. You have a bright future. You're destined for greatness, but remain intentional. No more time to be wasted on things that are not going anywhere, things that are not um, growing, things that are not thriving. Intentional. When you're intentional, that's when God will continue to open doors for you um, and he'll continue to bless you in all areas of your life and show you the favor that is that is over your life. All right. All right. And your uh, media, social media pages and where we can find your uh, books. Now, social media pages. So you can find me on Facebook at Dr. Toy Dennis on Facebook. On Instagram, you can find me at Dr. Toy. Um, my website is www.drtoy.com. You can purchase the books um, from there if you want them personally autographed, signed. You um, submit a request, purchase a book there, and I will sign the book and mail it out to you. Or you can find the books on Amazon. All right. All right. And uh, T-shirts, right? Yes. The T-shirts are on my website, Inspire. Um, they're on www.drtoy.com. I got all, all colors, blue, black, um, red. also have hoodies as well. So inspire with me because that's what I love to do every day. Oh, you can also find me on Thoughts to Inspire with Dr. Toy on Facebook as well. I put out daily quotes of inspiration as well um, on that page. All right. All right. <laughs> and we can't end it no better than that. Thank you again, Dr. Toy, for being on. To yeah. my listeners, thank you guys for uh, tuning in with me one more time. Uh, and also our great guest. Thank you guys for checking out. Again, this is Ern I am Ernest James, and this is The Deal to heal with E. James podcast. And our mission is to help people to heal, to, to deal, to heal and fulfill, to deal with your problems, to heal from the pain and to fulfill, fulfill your purpose. Until next time, we'll see you guys next week. Be blessed. Hey guys, I know you're enjoying the podcast. However, don't forget to join our text line at 866-326-0730. That's 866-326-0730 in order to receive text messages with new events and things that is going on and new episodes as they release. All right. See you in a minute. Thanks for listening to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. Remember to listen, like, subscribe, and share. This episode has been brought to you by Deal to Heal Tees. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear an inspirational tea and be inspired all day. Let's go to dealstoheeltees.myshopify.com. Remember, our mission is to help you to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for listening.